Hello and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Uh, I am Simone de Rochefort, your host. <laughs> I'm a senior video producer at Polygon, and I'm joined by Executive Director at Rebellion Pack, Brianna Wu, and Senior Cloud Advocate at Microsoft, Christina Warren, for another Apple Event Week show. How's it going? <laughs> Hi. (laughs) We are so Christina and I have both been traveling this week. We are both so tired. So it's going to be fun, but we are going to power through it uh, to talk about everything that went down at today's Tuesday event. And then also some two exciting additional stories Uh, the resolution of a very spooky hack, or at least for now, the resolution of a very spooky hack. And one of the worst tweets that I've ever seen. So, <laughs> yeah, but also one of the best. Yeah. Oh, it'll go down in memory <laughs> for everyone, for everyone who's seen it. And for you listeners, if you haven't seen it, you your lives are going to change. Your brains will never be the same after I read this to you. But first, let's get through something less physically explicit. <laughs> Apple had their regular September iPhone event, uh, and boy, it was fine, is what I'm Ooh. gathering. Overall event impressions. Eh? Yeah, I okay, so part of this is probably me being really tired. Let it all out. Okay, so part of this is probably me being tired and like not having the finesse to uh, sugarcoat things the way I normally would, and then some of it's probably accurate. So I I, I don't know which one it is because I'm just going to be more real here. I'm really tired of the virtual event thing. Yeah, like I I really yeah. need these things to be live events because even when they're well produced, and this was, it just reminds me that this is a commercial, and that makes me not want to participate in it, even though it's still every bit a, a commercial when there are people in the audience. For whatever reason, that feels more palatable than, like, the hyper-produced infomercial aspect. I don't know. So I was thinking about this. If you look at, uh, you know, Google when they announced the Pixel, I, I was watching one of their ads the other day, the one where uh, people, like, thought they could find hidden messages with all the dates. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's just these beautiful color blocks popping around. And then I looked at the Apple thing, and as you said, Christine, it's all very well produced, but it just feels old at this time. I'd like Apple to like take a pass and update their design language on, you know, their events. It it feels like it's kind of the same formula since Steve Jobs and I know you want to honor that, but it it needs to be updated. Do you know what I mean? Or at least for the the virtual events cuz I, I I you know what? Okay, let me gather some thoughts. I guess thinking back on the in-person events, which of course none of us have seen for a couple years now, which is weird to think about. They had their ups and downs too. I feel like I vaguely remember us being starting to become a little disappointed with the in-person events tour I mean, before COVID all happened and they stopped happening. And then with the virtual events, we sort of went on this trajectory from some companies are doing them very badly and now Apple is doing them in a way that is mimicking essentially what their stage show would be. And that was an improvement over 
what some other companies have been doing, which is just like putting a human being in front of a green screen. Like that felt really, really claustrophobic. And when we first saw Apple like mimicking the choreography of a live event, but totally virtual, it did feel refreshing. But it did. It does. I, I do totally feel and validate that at this point, why why not try something completely new since we have been virtual for so long? Like at a certain point, getting back to the the people on stage felt good, but maybe there's there's room for some kind of new evolution of what an, a virtual Apple event could be. I do think with the the in person stuff, like you're right, there is something electric about having the people in the audience, um, even if they are, you know, all Apple lovers who are there to clap right. and get excited. It, there is still something just biologically exciting about like, oh, they're they're cheering and clapping and going woo. I also feel like cheering and clapping and going woo. <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. But yeah, maybe that maybe they hmm. I, I see why they're trying to stick to the same thing, but it could be this is a missed opportunity to do something potentially new and get me hyped for to buy their freaking products because it yeah. is a commercial. <laughs> Beyond, beyond that, though, beyond the presentation, I really feel like this event, I mean, it's we'll get into it individually, but I, I just really feel let down. The product I was looking forward to the most, the iPad mini, I mean, it's 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 a fine upgrade. I bought one for Frank, but, um, you know, it's, 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 it, it just feels very, I, I feel like this is one of the worst Apple events I've seen in a long time. Okay, so let's start right off with talking about the phone. So uh, there are going to be, of course, the four iPhone 13s, the 13, the 13 mini, the Pro, and the Max. And what this update is, is essentially it is the S update. So there are slimmer phones, there are faster phones. And when it comes to the uh, the Pro, the Pro has a 120 hertz high refresh screen. So that's nice. And then there are also a couple camera updates that are happening besides the notch being smaller. There are some tweaks that we have seen advertised before, which are one cinematic mode, which lets you do a, uh, a blur in the background of your videos, similar to how uh, portrait mode works with still photos and then photographic styles, which you as a uh, photographer, which you all are now, can add to a photo before you actually take the photo. So you can style the photo to look a certain way, to have a certain you know color profile, temperature, everything before you actually take the photo um, to make it look even better instead of just doing that in post, which as a video editor, do it in post is my middle name. <laughs> All right. So yeah, kind of a dry phone update. What what do y'all think about that? The colors are great. Yeah. No complaints so, there. Okay. So I, I want to throw this out there. I am not going to buy this phone. Um, and I want you two to hold me accountable on this. Okay. Uh, so if I end up buying one, uh, Simone, I'll leave this up to you. You got to pick a charity where I have to give a... F- $250 donation. <gasps> okay. 
So it adds that that cost on top of it. Um, but in in defense of it, because I wanted to be fair on this, so I read everything I could this morning arguing for these phones, uh, particularly with the Pro. They've doubled the, the image size of it. Uh, so the telephoto lens of my Pro Max from last year is 2.5. It goes up to 3 this year. And the image uh, sensor inside of it, which is why the photos are so good, is 44% larger. That's pretty good. Like the reason last mm-hmm. year's was so much better was they doubled that size nearly and now mm-hmm. they're doing that again. So, um, you know, I think if you are a really, really good photographer or you work with ProRes stuff on your phone, I think there's a really, really good argument for that. Um, you know, uh, other than that, uh, 120 hertz screen, they are very nice when you see them in person. Like it's a great upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, battery life, we need to see this, uh, you know, reported out. It looks like that could be better. Um, but I just, I, I feel, and tell me if y'all think I'm wrong, as far as a year to year upgrade, I've never seen less movement forward before. Um, even yeah. design wise. Yeah. I don't remember if I've ever seen less, but it certainly feels, yeah, it, it, it feels like one of the most minimalist, minimalist off-year upgrades we've seen, which is great for me as well, Brie, <laughs> because as because we've discussed, have to buy it. yeah, exactly. I, I don't need to buy a phone because um, all of these kind of updates, like the camera stuff and the high refresh rate screen, like those are those are not things that I know enough to miss yet, which is great. And they're going to be there when I am ready to to upgrade my phone. Um, so uh, I don't know, though, because we we are a specific use case of people who would maybe like to have a new iPhone every year and who can afford to. And when it, I mean, we watch these events and we are <laughs> subject to all of their marketing full blast every year. Um, so maybe for us it feels like ah oh, we but we're not going to buy the iPhone this year that's a disappointment but there must be someone for whom this is the update uh, do we does that person who is this person come out i mean <laughs> so, I, so i think if you had like an, an iPhone like a, a 10 or like a 10s right like i think that that um uh if that's what you were you're on let, let's say you were like on a 10s year mm-hmm. i think that 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 this would probably be a really nice upgrade um, so if, if it going to go into the pro or the pro max, right. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, what year was that? Was that for, for, for the 10 S like, what was, what was the regular iPhone called that year? Oh, I have no idea. Was Sorry. it the 11? I think 10S, it might have 11. been. Yes. Cause the 12 last year. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so, I mean, I think that that, that uh, or, or I think it was the 10R. That's what it was, right? Oh, yeah. So, it was the R okay, year. So, so, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, if you're if you're on the R year, um, so that's that's going back, what, like three years? I think that this is probably a really good upgrade because I think the cameras on both the regular model, uh, the, the Pro and the, and the uh, not the Pro, uh, the regular model and the Mini, as well as the Pro model, I think that on, on both of those ends, I think you're getting an upgrade. Uh, and I think that if you're coming from you know, an 11 to a 13, eh, it really depends on your, on your needs. You know, I, I just, uh, um, uh, sold my mm-hmm. friend Allison, my 11 pro max. And, um, I, I feel like for her needs, there's nothing that 
she would be better off spending, having spent more money on to get a 13. Um, mm-hmm. If you're coming from a, from a 12, like if I get, if I get a phone and I'm not decided yet, it's going to depend on what my trade-in deal is. It's strictly going to be because I've already built in the paying $50 a month thing yeah. for the phone. And, 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 and it's just that it, that I'm going to get more money back, you know, by trading in my old one than I would otherwise. Like that, that will be literally what it comes down to in that case is, is that if, if, if Apple's going to give me more, you know, to trade it in, um, or whatever versus what my outstanding loan is, which looks yeah. like that's the case. Can I ask you a question about this, Christina? Because I, yeah. I swear to God, I don't understand this part of it. At some point along the way, I signed up for Apple's yearly upgrade program. They have they have push messaged me three times asking me to upgrade, and I'm on some program like my Apple my my iPhone payment is like fifty something dollars a month, right? So what happens if I? Don't do that. Does does that make sense to you being on this program? If I sit it yeah. out, is there what? what if you happens? sit it out, well, then then you you it, it depends on how far along you are in in your payback. You can mm-hmm. either completely pay off the loan and continue to pay fifty dollars a month, and then at the end of it, you will own the phone outright, or uh, you can um, you know send it in and get the new phone you know back, um, and, and basically just they, they would they would basically give you a credit um, in essence for. Um, the remaining time that you have to pay off the old loan and then mm-hmm. you start a new loan. Okay. So, uh, okay. That makes a lot of sense to me. So I don't need to stress that them breaking contract or something. No, not, no, no, no. Not you're, not, you're, not, you're not breaking yeah. contract. Yeah. It's kind of like what would happen with Simone. Cause remember this happened to me where I, I fell, I, I fell out of the upgrade program without even realizing I had fallen out of the upgrade program and but remember, by the time I went in and tried to what I thought was trading in my phone as part of the yearly cycle, it actually turned out that I was just buying a new phone outright and I would still have to pay off the loan on the old phone. Um, I don't know why I didn't get a credit. Mm, maybe I was too late. Um, but, yeah, they're not going to they're not going to throw you in Apple jail, Brie. OK, no, that's good. no. So, so, so that's the thing. So for me, the only reason I would consider it is because at this point I've, I've figured out that like. Because I used to buy the phone outright and then trade it in, and now I figured out it's actually cheaper for me to just keep the loan going. So if that's the case, I might get the the 13 Pro Max, um, but it, it would certainly not be one of those things where I'm like, oh my god, I need these features. Even though some of them yeah. look very nice, it's there's there's nothing in this that is like drawing me to it where I'm like, oh my god, I have to have this now, right? Like it seems like a, a fairly modest upgrade. In fact. Even the I, I was seeing some leaks uh, this morning. We're recording this Thursday morning of I guess people running you know geek benchmarks, and it looks like the processors are about the same. It's the GPU that uh. is improved, but it looks like they've kind of if not hit a wall, like that 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 it's it's more modest on that. And and to be clear, you know I, I feel like the iPhone processors are still so much further ahead. Than uh, than the competition, so that that's not um, like mm-hmm. saying that that's bad. It just means that all things considered, it's like okay, you have better GPU performance, um, and and some of the cameras are going to be better. But it's not like this is going to be this massive like step forward. Yeah, that, that makes, makes sense. sense to me. Can we talk about the uh, the one terabyte option? Because the pricing on that for me for the Pro Max was seventy six dollars a month. Yes, through that, which yeah. is a lot of money. I mean, do you think how how do we feel about the the one terabyte option? I have yet to need that much space on my phone. 
Okay, so I will say I do like that at least on the the regular 13 and the 13 mini that the minimum now for space-wise is 128 gigabytes. That's actually, I think, really nice. They kept the price the same and they and they doubled the storage starting point. So that's a really good place because if you remember, you know, it was it wasn't that long ago they finally, you know, caved and gave everybody 64 gigabytes and and now 128, I think, will lessen, you know, the need that much more for um for people to are buying the phone. I think when you spend as much money as, as these phones cost, I think that having 128 gigabytes as your starting point is really good. But like you, Bree, I, I, I have um, 256 gigabytes is the, what I've been getting on my phone for the last several years. If they had doubled the starting point on the Pro and the Pro Max to accommodate for that one terabyte option, I might be more into it. Mm. But Unless the only reason you're getting this phone is literally because you're going to be shooting ProRes video on it. Like that is going to be your primary thing, which for some people they might because this might be more affordable for a um, a more portable, you know, camera rig than than some of their other options. Um, I, I don't understand why you would need one terabyte on a phone, to be completely honest. I'm trying to think of what that would do to your iCloud because it's <laughs> such a pain in the butt syncing it already, right? Like I'm, I live in terror of taking too many photos and you know, having to up that storage or getting that, that message on every device I own. So oh God, um, yeah. You know, that said, I would not mind having 512. Uh, you know, there, I do like to keep a lot of legacy games on my phone. And, mm. you know, it, w- it would be nice. But I think that one terabyte option, I'm with you. I just don't think it's justifiable. Yeah. Uh, Bri- actually, you know what? Now it's time for me to tell you that this episode of Rocket is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Going online without ExpressVPN is a bit like using your smartphone without a protective case. Most times you'll probably be fine, but all it takes is one accident and you'll wish you'd protected yourself. Every time you connect to an unencrypted network in cafes, hotels, airports, or your local Amtrak, your online data is at risk. A hacker on the same network could gain access to and steal personal data. The sad fact is, it's not terribly difficult to do and your data is valuable. People can make a significant amount of cash from selling your personal data. The good news is ExpressVPN creates a super secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet, a tunnel full of knives, so people can't steal your sensitive data. It's easy to use. Just You just fire up the app and click one single big button to get protected. And it works on all devices, phones, laptops, tablets, and more so you can stay secure on the go. As people are starting to maybe travel more and more often, uh, not just rely on their home Wi-Fi, it is a good idea to stay protected. I know I'm doing a bit, of, a fair bit of traveling this month, um, including, as I alluded to, on the train in our beautiful nation. Um, and you know that thing has the free Wi-Fi. You know, and you don't know who else is on that train. It's a really long train. <laughs> Stay protected, people. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash rocket. That is E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash rocket. And you can get a three extra months for free. Go to expressvpn.com slash rocket for three extra months free. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Yeah. Um, 
I was going to say briefly, we should talk about the camera stuff because it does kind of seem to go in hand in hand with the updated storage. If they're uh, like still really committed to making this a device for, for professional photographers and videographers. But I think I might rather just move on to the other stuff from the Apple event. How do y'all feel? I see from I, your silence I, that you... I, no, no, no. I was thinking about the question. I okay. mean, I think there's a little bit to cover. We'll, we'll go quickly. Okay, uh, sure. Just, just cinematic mode. How do, you, how do you all feel about that? I, I, I think it's an interesting application of the ML chip. I'm eager to see reviewers uh, dig into it, and I can see it being uh, useful in some cases, particularly with that ProRes mode. I personally don't think it's worth spending $1,000 for this year. Yeah, I agree with that. No, sorry, I was going to say I agree with that. I would be, I think the interesting thing that, and we'll need to find this out is how much access to the chips like some other apps will have. Because if, you know, um, uh, like, like, like Filmic and, and, and some of the other really good, you know, shooting apps or, or, or Halid, you know, on, on the still side, if those were things that would, you know, allow you to still like alter those things with that ML chip. Um, that could be kind of incredible. You could maybe I could see some third party apps having some really incredible results. Um, if it's you know I think it's gonna it's gonna depend on like like the what they were showing off um, was really incredible looking. You know with the um, you know the, the the tracking lock and and a lot of that mm-hmm. stuff like that's that's really um, cool looking if it works the way that that it that they showed it um, as and working. Speaking of it working, I do this all the time on the show. Can we tell our listeners what this mode is? Yeah. <laughs> So this is a mode for uh, filming video in iPhone uh, that is similar to the portrait mode where like the subject will be in focus and the background can be blown out. But you can basically smoothly transition like rack focus as a film does between focusing on a subject in the foreground to focusing on a subject in the background, you know, with Mm -hmm. um, whatever is not in focus, having that nice sort of bokeh effect. So right. it is very cool. And, and the fact that you can transition between the two is, I believe, something that I was not familiar with before the event. Like, I think we knew that there was going to be portrait mode for video, but not that you could rack focus between them, uh, which is genuinely a pretty cool well, feature. it does it all with ML. I mean, yeah. that's what's really cool. So yeah. it, it used data from a ton of movies to like figure out what stylistically it should do, which I think is cool. Well, I mean, it, it depends on when, what they're using the ML for. Because, I mean, you're, you're mm-hmm. right, it is cool. But, like, my Sony camera has an identical feature. And, you know, we're in, in terms of kind of like the, the, the swapping back and forth and keeping things in focus. And and, and this, I, I think, is uh, obviously, like, bringing that to something that's going to be easier to kind of manipulate. Um, but um, there there's a question in my mind about, like, how much is, like, the chip really necessary for this? And how much could they have just achieved with software? Like... I feel like the next Pixel event, Google will have something almost identical looking that they are doing in, entirely in software, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. versus versus Apple doing it on the chip. And and there, there are pros and cons of both approaches. I just I just there I, when I look at this stuff, I'm like I'm impressed by it. Why, I, I'm not sure why this had to be a hardware feature. Why you couldn't have made this a software feature and then also brought it to the previous generation of phones. Hundred percent. Um, let's look at some of the other things because we're 25 minutes in. Yeah. All right. So we've got a bigger screen Apple Watch with a new design plus 
two new workouts coming to Fitness Plus. I'm bundling those together because they seem to they seem to be happy partners. Are either of you excited about the Apple Watch Series Seven? No, because we got lied to by the leakers. The leakers lied to us, oh. and I want my money back from the leakers. No, what I'm kidding. I mean, I, I, but no, the leakers were wrong. Um, yeah. The, the rumor was that this was going to be a, a fairly significant update in terms of the design, that it was going to have a more squared off design, which I'm kind of with John Gruber on this, where he says that he thinks that the curved design is iconic. I actually agree with that. I feel like that was probably, you know, Johnny Ives, like other than the disastrous, you know, uh, Touch Bar Mac, that was, you know, one of his last big kind of design projects at Apple mm-hmm. was the Apple Watch. And and I, I do feel like that silhouette works. It also d- didn't have some of the health features that the um, there were some rumors about. And so now it, it appears that maybe those rumors were about like next year's Apple Watch. Okay. Um, so so the biggest things here is that the screen is bigger, but it it's in terms of the, the screen size, but it's not like massively so. Like they even, Apple did this thing that, that I hate when other companies do. So I'm going to call them out on it too, where to show how much more text you could fit on the screen they both chose a bad justification point and then also changed the line height to make it more <sighs> exaggerated and how much you could fit, which is just such kind of a, a cheap thing to do. But it is, you know, you can fit more things on on the screen this time. Um, it, it's faster. Uh, I think that uh, every every reaction that I would see from this just seems like, eh, this is a modest update. But Brie, you really love your watch, so I'm curious about your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, this This will be quick. Uh, I'm probably the biggest Apple Watch fan here. I uh, use it obsessively. The main thing I need from Apple Watch is better battery life. If you work out every day, um, you know, it still will, will make it through the day barely, right? And it just doesn't do that if you have the smaller version of it. Uh, I upgraded last year. I thought the the blood oxygen sensor, it was it was very uh, helpful with COVID because you're like, <laughs> oh, am I okay? And then you'll check it and you're like, okay, blood oxygen is fine. Uh, but as far as upgrading this year, I, I, I just don't see anything worth it. Uh, you know, the thing with Apple Watch is very similar to phone. If you've sat it out for several years and you buy one, you're going to be stunned by how good it is. But stuff like uh, the bike falling down, uh, I don't know why you can't do that with the, uh, like it detecting if you fall over while you're on a physical bike. Mm. Uh, I don't know why you couldn't do that. That's just accelerometer and data. You know, I don't know why you can't do that with old models. Uh, As far as the the Apple Fitness, have either of you used this yet? No, No, I haven't. I, I, I want to because Pilates is really good for core work. So I, if they're adding those workouts, um, I can't imagine it's going to be better than Peloton for everything else, but I, I'm willing to give it a go. So I'm, I'm interested in that, and I hope that will be carried over to uh, everyone that subscribes to Apple Fitness. Nice. Yeah. Oh, go on. Um, I, I will point out, just the last thing I'll point out, is that this is it is the same processor um, uh, mm-hmm. as the, even though they've, they've given it the S7 name, it is actually the exact same chip that was in last year's phone. So the speed is going to be the same. They might have tweaked some things for battery life. But this is one of those situations where I'm kind of relieved in a sense because there is no reason for me to upgrade from my, my Series 7, or my Series 6, rather, uh, from last year. There's absolutely no reason yeah. for me to upgrade. Well, let's move on to the next uh, announcement that disappointed Brianna Wu, which is the the iPad Mini, otherwise known as iPhone Lorge. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, the iPad Mini uh, with the uh, larger screen and 
uh, looks uh, slicker. I guess, but uh, you said you were kind of disappointed by this. So, oh, sorry, I'll say more about the product first. It's a new mini 8.3 inch screen. It's got Touch ID, which we love, USB-C port, as well as a 12 megapixel uh, front camera and 5G options, etc. And it supports the newer version of the Apple Pencil. Uh, Brianna, you had been waiting for an update to this product, but... You were left disappointed. Well, I mean, I don't want to say disappointed. Like, there's just not that much to do with the the iPad Mini, right? Um, and I haven't bought one. My God, it's got to be four or five years now, like since the Pro came out. So my husband had been uh, waiting for an iPad Mini. He wants something to read in bed. Like Frank is the the the, the mythical average user that we <laughs> talk about so often on this oh, show. We love like, him. He doesn't care about, yeah, doesn't care about specs, uh, doesn't follow any of this stuff. Just every few years, he's like, wow, this is old, let's upgrade. And that's what he wanted to do here. So I bought one, a USB-C charging, that's good. Uh, The screen looks good. The processor looks fast. The front-facing camera looks like a big upgrade. Um, You know, I, I realize it would be a very cramped experience, but for me personally, it's hard for me to imagine really loving a iPad product without that magic keyboard. It is such, it just transforms the iPad into something you can truly throw in a bag, take on vacation and not miss your laptop. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Christy, I know you were talking about this and how disappointed you always were with the, uh, the, the, the third party case options. Like I looked at what they had available. It's just garbage. So, um, you know, it's, it looks like a fine upgrade to this, but you know, because the pandemic has really accelerated how many people depend on their iPad as a virtual laptop. I just, I had hoped they'd throw more care into this, if that makes sense. So I, I get- actually kind of totally disagree. Oh, Sorry, okay. go on, go, 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 no, go on, Simone. No, please. I was just going to say, I, I guess if, if I were relying on this as a laptop substitute, or if I were relying on an iPad as a laptop substitute, for me, it would be, only be the iPad Pro as the option just because of the size. But now that I'm saying this out loud, I, there are cost elements to this that I was not taking into account when I first had that thought five seconds ago. So <laughs> I understand and I want to hear Christina's argument. Okay, so I actually love the new Mini. And, and this is the first iPad Mini that I've bought in, in years and years and years. And um, I think the last one that we had, I think Grant had the original Mini. Um, he might have had it. He might his might have been Retina. It might have been pre Retina. Actually, I, I can't remember now because remember my parents got him one for for Christmas one year, um, and and I've you know reviewed it before, but I've never actually owned a mini myself. I've always had the oh. the, the full size. So I I had like the the nine point seven inch. I uh, had the uh, always, and then I got the original iPad Pro that was nine point seven inches. I had like the the, the ten and a half inch model. Um, I have um, uh, the, the 11 Pro now from 2018 that I'm, I still have. Um, this one, though, I I mean, and, and, and as you said, it's just kind of like the the, the, the biggest iPhone in, in some ways. <laughs> I really love what they've done with the design. Um, and I pointed this out on Twitter when I was watching the event from the airport. And, you know, the the screen, like when I first saw this, the, the, the iPad mini, I was like, oh, it looks like the Surface Duo, but without the fold in the middle. <laughs> and and, and okay. it, it it does actually. And and from that perspective, I was like, okay, as a smaller, not as a work replacement, because I agree with you, 
in that case, I would like to have, you know, the the, the magic keyboard or, or, or um, you know, some sort of other, you know, keyboard option or, or what have you. I think that's nice. Um, but for a lot of my purposes, there's like kind of a, a middle ground area where, you know, my phone, as big as it is, isn't quite big enough. I would like to be able to use the stylus because I have the the Apple um, uh, Pencil. So I'd like to be able to use that. I would like to have something that could be more Kindle size that would be maybe more manageable to use like on the beach or in the bathtub or, mm. you know what I mean? Just like it, there, there are scenarios where I, I can see being useful, also making it more portable. Um, so I really love the new design. I think that it's a really, really good kind of note-taking size thing, actually. Mm-hmm. And and I, I think that the, uh, the new design, you know, it looks just like the, the pro models. And, and actually, I think it might have been John Gruber who called it like the iPad Air Mini. And I think that's right, too. But like at this point, the the design language on the Air and the, and the pro models and the new Mini um, all align. I like that it has the, the second-gen Apple Pencil support. I like mm-hmm. the Touch ID is there on the on the uh the you know power button i don't know i i'm the colors are great it has a, a very beautiful pink color which is rose gold and so Ooh. i um i don't know i i ordered it and this is the first i've had many i bought in like i said i think the last one we had was one that grant had probably eight years ago um so i'm excited my my whole thing th- that i had to hold off on was i almost bought a new ipad pro and the mini at the same time. Um, I'm going to hold off on that just because I think I'm going to trade in my old pro for a new one. I think they're going to give me like close to $500 in trade in value, oh, which wow. is, which for, for a three-year-old device, I'm not going to lie. That's I'm, I'm cool. pretty, I'm pretty excited about that. So, but I'm going to wait to, to get the, the mini first, just to kind of, you know, see if I need, you know, both of them side by side, the way that I'm thinking that I will, but I'm actually, I'm really excited about the iPad mini. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. Um, I I think I, I feel like uh, which uh, which iPad Pro do you have? Because I have the eleven. The eleven inch. Yeah, I mean maybe it's just me, but uh, the design language looks very similar to it. So I don't I don't see like sexiness points with that. Though I do agree the colors on this are really really good. Uh, Frank got the uh, Starlight version of it, which is this. Uh, it's it's a really bold color. I love it. Um, it, it's just the keyboard options that, that you're so hampered with keyboard options between the, the mini and the 11 inch that, you know, I would take the hit on that bulkier size just to you know, have mm-hmm. the flexibility of turning it into a full laptop when I need it. But you know, that's, if that's not what is important to you, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. The, the use case of it being almost a pure tablet that you like, that's the thing. You, like you mm-hmm. said, Christina, like using it as an e-reader slash beach reader slash note taking device, I, I guess is compelling. <sighs> it, it is a use case for someone. It's not a use case for me, I think. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Use case I think for that's Frank. <laughs> what what size uh, storage did you get on it? Because I'm really curious why mine gets here so much quicker than than yours. I got two fifty six. Yeah, uh, and I got that starlight color. I assume you got rose gold. Yeah, I got the pink color. So I don't know. Oh, you know what it might have been? I might have been dumb mm-hmm. enough and and asked for engraving because I thought the time uh, looked the same, and that might have set me yep. back. Whatever. Um, Okay, well then my engraving sets me back. That's fine. I'll, I'll get it like like the the seventh or something of, of October is what they're claiming. But could be everybody wants the it pink. Could, it it's could the be best everybody color. wants the pink. 
Yeah. It, well, I mean, who, who knows? I think a lot of people actually really like the purple. The purple looks really good. I love that purple. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I, I have to say, um, I, and I did buy the stupid smart cover, which is always a mistake, but I always get. I will say this because I, I have the Magic uh, keyboard on my 11-inch, and I quite like it. If they made a tiny version of that, that would be sort of compelling. Logitech does have like a, a smaller Bluetooth keyboard that I'd be interested in, or I'd be interested in, in pairing one of my existing Bluetooth keyboards with. Um, but for me, honestly, the big thing here, and this is so dumb because mm. I've spent years making fun of the of the Samsung Note series, but this is one of those things where I'm kind of like, actually, if this could just kind of be my phone and then I could write on it with my stylus, that would be sort of great. I- I'm becoming one of those people, like honestly. So mm. you are, you are. Um, all right. Do we want to briefly touch on how the iPad, like entry level iPad is getting the A13 bionic chip? I think there's not much to say other than I, I feel like that's we're done fast. with the Apple event. Yeah. It's, fast. Yeah. It's, a good, it's a good upgrade. I think that I think that, you know, for like the very entry level iPad, I think that they just continue to make that a good value. And yeah, so if you're looking stuff. for you, you don't know where to start, like that's a really good, you know, entry level. And I am going to save. So obviously we know now that uh, iPad 15, iPad OS 15, iOS 15 and watch OS eight are coming on September 20th. I say we save those for a show when we've got like full reviews of those uh, OSs. Nice. All right. Just no listeners. They're coming. They're coming for you. Now moving on very quickly to our second topic of the day, you might be saying, but you've already had so many topics. Not Hmm. by my count. Apple has issued uh, on Monday an emergency update to combat the Pegasus exploits, uh, a hack which we previously covered on the show because it was really freaking awful. It uh, was developed by the NSO group, uh, which and it took advantage of a security flaw in iPhones to access microphones, cameras and messages, all things that we know. Uh, governments and law enforcement really love to have access to. And that's exactly who NSO Group was marketing the the exploit to. Uh, So it could take over devices without the user even clicking a phishing link, without them downloading any weird software. And the NSO Group said, this is, we are only selling this to vetted customers for counterterrorism and law enforcement. (laughs) And basically their statement was... (laughs) We're sorry that you hate us for fighting crime and saving lives. But, of course, researchers... Wow, that was the best I've ever done it. That's so good. That was good. That was amazing. Researchers at organizations like Citizen Lab have found that the exploit was, in fact, deployed against people like journalists. There was a Mexican journalist who was killed, and the the exploit was found on his wife's phone, um, and relatedly, not not related to this hack, but in 2019, uh, Facebook sued NSO Group for uh, alleged involvement in a wide-scale WhatsApp hack. So, you know, their whole deal is developing software that can be used to fight crime. But that 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 is likely not entirely the case, because as we know, there are governments, in fact, and law enforcement who love to use spyware to uh spy on private citizens especially dissenting ones and ruin their lives so apple is fixing this theoretically apple is fixing this they've issued an update that's very important download that um but what do we think about the resolution of the pegasus exploit episode 
I'm glad they came forward and they were just honest about it. Uh, you know, this is obviously a nation state level exploit. It costs millions and millions of dollars to develop, but it's it's very, very troubling. And I think what is what is concerning is you're basically pitting Apple's InfoSec team uh, and device security team up against uh, every nation state on the on the yeah. planet, you know, to to hack mm-hmm. these devices. So I'm glad they were transparent about it and they came forward. As far as you know, uh, uh, you know this Israeli uh, uh, exploit developers claim that they only sell it to, you know, vetted democracies, top tier democracies to hunt terrorists. It's obviously BS. Yeah, this is targeting activists, and uh, I I find it morally uh, reprehensible. That said, it's also inevitable. So uh, we've got to take this very seriously, and y'all update your devices. Yeah, no, I totally agree with basically what Bree said. I mean, I, I will also say, and and I, I this has kind of been my argument for a long time. This is to me actually one of my prime arguments against Apple being forced to install backdoors on their products mm-hmm. or the, on on the behalf of governments, including you know the United States and and um, and other nation states and and other people, because frankly, this should be the thing that these NSOs uh, do, that, that the CIA does, that NSA, that other, you know, like uh, spy agencies do, you know, and, and we've seen that they do that. They hoard, this is a, a known thing, not just with the iPhone, you know, they, they, they will hoard zero days and, and use that the opportunities they can. Um, and that does put the companies in, in a cat and mouse game. That's unfortunate on one hand. On the other hand, uh, to me, I would much rather have, you know, people doing this rather than it being mandated and and at least knowing that it's that it's um you know um a, a cat and mouse game what does trouble me is that we've now seen over the past couple of years a shocking number of iMessage exploits that mm-hmm. have been able to happen where where people basically have no user interaction where like in this case you know they were kind of um like masquerading as and gif files that weren't actually gifs but still looked like they you know could have been the same type of thing so that, you know, when the the file didn't work or whatever, there was nothing to indicate to the user that they've been hacked and anything has gone on, right? That it's been this sort of silent exploit, which is pretty scary. And, And I think that it is one of those things that for a long time, I think a lot of us had this uh, wrong impression that that iMessage and and things like that were just completely unexploitable and mm-hmm. and they were kind of untouchable. And it was when Jeff Bezos's phone was was hacked that that was the first thing that for me I went wait something that, there must have been some sort of serious something going on for them to get access to the things that that he got because he had an iPhone. Uh, this wasn't you know kind of a, a common um, Android thing. And, and we've seen continuous exploits that that have been troubling. And so for me, the only kind of thing that makes me think about is, you know, Apple has a really, really good cybersecurity team, but you need to keep your device updated. And and this is going to be a cat and mouse game because there's a lot of money on the line for a lot of these, you know, um, uh, you know, groups that are are targeting um, the sort of clients that, that this particular group is. Um, as you said, you know, these, these are millions and millions of dollars in exploits and it's worth more to them to, you know, keep it um, uh, hidden rather than to, um, you know, report it. So companies have to be on the alert. Apple's security team is probably so vulnerable to like being recruited as spies, <laughs> right? Like, sorry, I've been watching a lot of the Americans lately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. I mean, I mean, there are probably so many NDAs, uh, and, and things like that, that if you went to work on something, 
they would probably try to prevent some of like that lateral movement. But yeah, you're not wrong. Wow. I love the idea of Carrie Russell like working her way on the apple. <laughs> yeah, she, oh, I mean, she would. <laughs> what would it take? Oh, goodness. That, I love that show because it's, it's my like favorite halfway show. serious spy drama. It's also kind of like low rent porn <laughs> because in every episode they're having they're sex. They're having with so someone. much sex on that show. Oh, my God. Wow. It, it's, it's happening it's all the time. Genuinely, my favorite show of like of, of, of the 2010s decade. So. I'm enjoying it slash being stressed out by it so much. <laughs> All right. On to our dessert today. Ah, oh, gee. Nicki Minaj. Oh, boy. Nicki Minaj didn't go to Ball the Met Gate. Gala because of Ballgate. She didn't want to get vaccinated. She says in a tweet that, let me say up front, is wrong. <laughs> My cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. (laughs) This simple tweet, so beautiful in its simplicity, has set off a storm online. Tucker Carlson has commented. He said, thanks for raising awareness for swollen testicles. The Trinidad and Tobago health minister has put out a statement saying, oh, God, unfortunately, we wasted so much time yesterday running down this false claim. As we stand now, there is absolutely no reported such side effect or adverse event of testicular swelling in Trinidad. They investigated the ball tweet. They had to investigate the ball tweet because somebody with a a high, a large platform made a ball tweet and everyone was like well dang maybe maybe that could be true <laughs> right and, and to give some additional context the reason this whole thing like happened was that she wasn't at the Met Gala because and, and people were, were questioning why and the Met Gala this year which was not held uh, on the first Monday of May but was held in September weird um they uh required everyone to be vaccinated and mm-hmm. she didn't show up at the Met Gala she admitted she wasn't vaccinated and it was like, I'm doing my research. And part of her research is apparently her, her cousin's friend had swollen balls and uh, blamed that on uh, the vaccine and, and not, you know, maybe other diseases that, that can cause that, uh, you know, because that's not a side effect of the vaccine. <laughs> and then um, we're now on day four of this discourse, which uh, I have to say, um, Good for for Nicki Minaj and keeping this going so long. I guess people, her stands still really care about her, but it's also sort of ridiculous that we are continuing to have like four days of discussion about a celebrity who refused to get vaccinated, but she's doing her research, you guys. Like she wants to make that clear. I'm not saying I'm anti-vax. I just need to do my research. (sighs) Nicki, you're not a doctor. Get a shot in your arm. She even admitted, she's like, well, I'm probably going to have to get the shot because they're going to make me if if I go on tour. Okay, so if you're going to have to get it anyway, then get it now. Um, if you also, also yeah, hang so, on brief pause, I would like yeah. to apologize for the construction that just started outside my apartment. Um, if you can hear that coming in, I can't hear it. Um, I can't hear secondly, it. if you've been doing your research up till now as a private citizen, what that means is reading, for example, I guess scientific papers, if you want to do that, uh, articles, CDC recommendations, if you've done any of that research, what you will find is that you should get the vaccine. 
if you want to like wait for scientists to do additional research and find a different answer than everything that's been found so far. I mean, not to say that that can't happen, but it it ain't going to happen. Right. Um, so in the interest of being slightly fair here, you know, a, a few years ago, we had Anna Merlin on to talk about her book about the history of, uh, of uh, conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. And she went into a lot of detail about the, the, correct rational distrust in the black community yes. in things like the CDC because of the history of things like the, uh, the Tuskegee experiments where, you know, they basically deliberately infected uh, black men with syphilis and experimented on, on to, to, to find out data. So there, there, I, I just, I'm not saying it's correct. I, I just want to give that little bit of context that there are historical reasons for this kind of instinctual um, reluctance to trust institutions like the CDC in the black community. Um, you know, that said, it's, 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 it's fairly obvious that Nicki Minaj's cousin uh, stepped out on his fiance, uh, got something like syphilis. To be clear, so it, it, it's uh, her yeah. cousin's friend. A cousin's friend <laughs> stepped out on his fiance, got syphilis, and which causes swollen balls, which is what happened in the Tuskegee experiment. Right. So right. I'm just saying, it sounds like an STD uh, no, rather totally than. So- no, yeah. it totally sounds like an STI. And look, I'm not going to get into the whole debate. Obviously, there are historical reasons why people might be distrustful. I would also mm-hmm. point out that as terrible as that experience was, a lot of people that I hear bringing up these past things. I'm going to be honest, and and it's not just you know people of color who might have a um, you know a, a more rational reason for being distrustful, but it's a lot of people by bringing up this sort of what aboutisms thing. We mm-hmm. probably don't even know what the Tuskegee experiments were. So, oh, hundred percent. So, so, so to me, to be completely candid, I think that the argument is kind of bunk at this point. It's also one of those things where it's like if you get the flu shot, if you get like the vaccines that you have to get to go into school, which most people do. Um, most of the people who have been uh, over the last few years opting out of childhood vaccines have been white women and like uh, affluent people like in Southern California who do Jenny McCarthy types. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like, yes, there are reasons to be distrustful of the government. This is still to me is a completely like indefensible position to be like, do your research when your research is listening to your uh, cousin's friend in Trinidad and talking about how, well, you know, Drake got the shot and he still got COVID. Like, right. this is not research. You see hurtful and stupid and, frankly, dangerous people on Instagram talking about how, oh, you know, it's going to cause infertility and this and that. Like, that's a really common one with a lot of people, uh, mm-hmm. especially in, um, a, 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 you know, um, different demographics. Where they're like, oh, it's going to make me infertile or, or, or whatever. I'm sorry. This is stupid. Don't listen to people on Instagram. Listen to actual doctors. Don't listen to Newsmax. Don't do other stuff. Like, talk to your physician. Get the shot. Like, mm-hmm. it's not hard. I obviously agree with you, Christina. I mean, it's it's not defensible. And I think, you know, for me, I'm a political pragmatist. Uh, the the what what I think one of the results I think of us underfunding uh, public health in the United States for my entire lifetime, slashing it more, slashing it more, slashing it more, is we've kind of failed to reach a lot of the mass public in 
including communities of color, to kind of build up that trust more and more. I mean, that's kind of the the point of public health initiatives is to basically propagandize things until people make, uh, you know, scientifically uh, valid choices. So um, just for me, pragmatically, I just think uh, I'm not excusing it as much as I'm saying this is a a, a challenge that's there. You know, we can't tell people it's not going to be a challenge. And I think we need to direct more funding to kind of assuage those fears, if that makes sense. No, I mean, I think it makes sense. And I think we should obviously pl- um, um, plug public health more. The only thing I'll, I'll end with is that we are rightfully critical of other people who have different political leanings who are sure. anti-vax and yeah. we don't give them any sort of cover or any sort of excuses. So I'm personally unwilling to do that for Nicki Minaj. Um, just because she might uh, ostensibly be like more of a Democrat. And I, I don't think she even votes. I'm not even sure if she, you know, like, like what her voting status is in the United States. If she, you know, has a green Sanders. card. She likes Bernie Sanders. Um, uh, 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 I thought that was a Cardi B, but. Um, uh, oh, am I mistaken? Yeah, yeah you may be yeah. right. So, okay. so, I, so yeah. I, don't, I don't even know if Vicky can vote in the United States. I don't know like what her citizenship status is. I don't actually care, but I just feel like if we're going to be critical of, you know, people in in um mississippi like like white people in mississippi who are refusing the vaccine i'm gonna be critical of any other group who's refusing the vaccine i don't actually care like like who who they are i'm gonna be critical of those groups personally all right hey this episode of rocket is over so let's talk about what we're doing this week brianna let's start with you what are you up to uh, what am I up to? Uh, I got a pinball machine, the Teenage Yay. Mutant Ninja Turtles pinball machine. Nice. Uh, Frank and I, we we this is our thinking. Like we have one machine from the '90s that's constantly broken that I'm slowly working to repair, <laughs> and we still like pinball, so we wanted something new to keep playing. Uh, it is a really like I'm not that big a fan of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but it's it's what? an objectively good game. I mean, I like it. I just don't like, oh, it's the best thing ever. You know, it's just, uh, they're, they're, the thing is pinball is so male dominated. There are very few machines out there that are IPs that I'm really passionate about. Mm, Do you know what I yeah. mean? It's like, it's like kiss or ACDC. I, you know, it's just not, not my thing generally. Uh, but this is, it's a really, really good pinball game. And Frank and I are working on building our skills up on it. Nice. That sounds really fun. It is. Uh, Christina, what about you? Um, I am going to sleep. Yay. Um, that's the big, that, no, that's my big thing. No, I, um, I've, uh, yeah, um, just, uh, got some things up for, for work coming up towards, uh, towards the end of the month and, and for early next month. So, um, exciting things there. Um, but yeah, I, I saw Death Cab for Cutie on Monday in, um, um, Red Rocks. That was amazing. Uh, so yeah, um, just, uh, uh, continuing my adventures. We'll talk about this more in a future show, but I got my framework laptop and <gasps> I love it. And I yes. have more updates, so I'm going to share on that in a future show because um, I want to dedicate more time to that. But I'm going to be spending the weekend uh, playing with more things on that. So I'm excited about that. Also, we have uh, the relay thon, right? Yes. Yes, actually. This is actually a good point for me to say, hey, September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. And for the third consecutive year, Relay FM are supporting the life-saving mission of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, finding cures and saving children. 
Childhood Cancer Awareness Month is an opportunity for us to come together in the fight against childhood cancer. Because of generous supporters, St. Jude can share its knowledge freely and exchange ideas openly, inspiring more collaboration between doctors and researchers worldwide. And as a result, there are more life-saving treatments for children everywhere. St. Jude creates more clinical trials for cancer than any other children's hospital and turns laboratory discoveries into life-saving treatments that benefit patients. In fact, St. Jude was the first children's hospital to make a major investment in pediatric cancer genome sequencing, which resulted in groundbreaking discoveries in several childhood cancers. Before this project, not even one pediatric cancer genome had been sequenced. Generous individuals like you make groundbreaking research at St. Jude possible. And here at Relay, we are aiming to raise over $300,000 for the kids of St. Jude during the third annual Relay FM for St. Jude fundraising campaign. You can make a donation by donating at stjude.org slash relay, and this year any donor making a single gift of $100 or more will receive an exclusive Relay FM stickers of thanks pack at the end of the campaign, which is really exciting. Uh, if your company matches donations, you can send a note, and uh, they can have that amount routed to the campaign. Email Stephen at Stephen at Relay dot fm for that that's s-t-e-p-h-e-n at relay.fm and as christina was alluding to on friday september 17th the relay fm podcast-a-thon for saint jude will be happening that will be 12 p.m to 8 p.m eastern time at twitch.tv slash relay fm and we are all going to be there in some capacity i think not together but we have all participated in a thing or are participating in a thing for this uh podcast-a-thon. Last year, it was very fun. Uh, Mike got... uh, He has this, like, gazebo thing. It's not a gazebo. It's a plastic tent, and they fill it with balloons as they uh, continue to raise money. And last year, he could basically swim in the balloons. It was great. Um, So there's lots of fun physical stunts, and you'll get to see people um, just having a good time, raising money for St. Jude. It's going to be really fun. So tune in uh, at twitch.tv slash relay fm and donate at stjude.org slash relay let's cure childhood cancer together and that is what i'll i will be dipping into that on friday as christina and brianna both will as well mm-hmm. yes yes do you guys have yep, a time I'll slot there i believe mine is at three or one i can't remember <laughs> i need to look at my calendar yeah i was gonna say i think i'm at like three fifteen. um uh my time so i'm not sure i well I, i'm sure it'll be up on the schedule but yeah um and i'm appearing oh, oh right. go on yeah no 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 that's right christine we're gonna be there at the same time so you should let me know what time it's gonna be <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm appearing in a game of tech balderdash uh, with jason snell and a few other excellent people including my new soulmate and you'll have to tune in to find out who my soulmate is there's a twist you might think it's one person but it's a different person um and then i'm going to be chatting with steven and mike i think around 6 45 eastern time about video games so that's going to be fun that's what i'm doing this week and then i'm going to france uh <laughs> i'm going to be away but i will still be doing the show um and i but I'll, i'm going to visit my dad so that's exciting for me i'm very it's going to be a pain in the butt to fly but it's going to be worth it so now let us leave. Where can we find you online, Christina? 
You can find me at film underscore girl on the Instagrams and the Twitters. And Brianna? Uh, you can find me at Brianna Wu on uh, Twitter. And you can find me at Doom Quasar on Twitter and Instagram and at youtube.com slash polygon. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to our tired Apple update episode of Rocket. We'll be back with you next week uh, with so much energy. Thanks so much. This episode is terminated. 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 Terminated.